everybody and welcome to episode 110 of Operation Retroshock. It is the 11th of June 2018, which means it's day two of our coverage for E3 2018. I am one of your hosts, Alan Price, and alongside me once again is... Chris Vint with a time hop fact for you, Alan. Seven years ago, episode 32 of Operation Shock, Retroshock is live. We cover such things as Paperboy, Little Big Planet, Super Mario 2 and Mario Smash football slash soccer enjoy well, well that's apt considering it is a video game week on yeah, the channel so it is all good all good so uh yes executive decision boys and girls and everything in between <laughs> um we did say we'd see how things would go in terms of bethesda and square enix as to whether we would discuss them today they're not going to have their own individual show so apologies if you had your hopes up for a full blown breakdown of both Bethesda and Square Enix um, it's kind of come down to Square Enix didn't really come across well in the grand scheme of it um, it didn't get the best of reception online kind of what we've been saying in that a lot of their stuff's been dropped on the main conferences as well I think they would have got their own one if we had not had the hiccup that we had yesterday yes because yes. we basically had lost an hour of recording and had to race so basically our recording from Microsoft in total probably ran long, longer than Microsoft's press conference yeah day, to put it in perspective plus we're sitting here and we're weighing up sort of the time we have for recording today and as I am actually saying this right now we're about 33 minutes away from the start of Nintendo's E3 is it referred to as the Treehouse? Or I think just, that's the stuff after it. So The Treehouse is after it. But their E3 stuff is about 33 minutes away. So you might know it, but at some point there will be an edit in this episode where we've probably had to stop. Because knowing me, I'll rab it on, no pun intended, about what we're going to talk about ha, here ha, today. Ha. So yes, we're going to kick off today's proceedings here on episode 110 with Ubisoft's E3 conference from last night that was going on when we were doing our second recording of our Microsoft episode. Luckily, I managed to avoid absolutely everything before I got home and then uh, watched it until about quarter to one last night to get up to speed on everything because I knew we wouldn't have much time today. Right, so I'm going to kick this off with uh, the words Dancing Panda, Chris. Yeah, uh, Dancing Panda, a marching band, very much like a Mardi Gras kind of thing. Um, and straight off the bat, you're going, okay, I know what this is. I know why they're doing this early. It's just to get out of the road rather than having it in the middle of the show, which they normally do. And that's Just Dance 2019 coming to Nintendo Switch, Wii U, Wii, of all things, and then other platforms such as PlayStation 4. This is, like we've said before, each each um, individual publisher have their year go, in year out to. and this is Just Dance and I, this is one that really surprises me that this is still going on because it's just so it, it, this is always one that it, out of everything in the E3 show this is always the one that's out of place because of what they do for it yeah you know so with the likes of this and a Dancing Panda and stuff um, it's like right well why I can understand why they did it at the start, but you know, whenever you saw Microsoft starting off with Halo, and you saw Sony, what, what they started off, and then Ubisoft start off with Just Dance. A Dancing Panda with Just Dance 2019. Yeah. 
But this this is Ubisoft in a nutshell. They're quirky, they're different, they always like to I'm not gonna say make a statement, but just kinda of come out there with a wee bit of a bang. And Just Dance is always that go-to for them at the start of their conference. But you you know that Ubisoft uh, and Just Dance, it's just kind of become, you know, a given part of their conference where you didn't even really get a song. No. Like, this song's going to be our key song for this game. And no Aisha Tyler this year either. Yes, I'm not even sure she was there last year. They have, sh- you know, they have shaken things up a wee bit, but she had a good, she had a good stretch mm-hmm. of hosting this. But yes, uh, Just Dance 2019 is a bit of a given. But next up, and I wasn't expecting this so early in the conference. I was thinking this might kind of be held back towards the tail end of the conference, and that is Beyond Good and Evil Two. We got both a cinematic style trailer. And very short, but we still got it, uh, section of pre-alpha gameplay, Chris. Yeah, because then they said that they were doing like a behind-closed-doors demo of it as well. Which is still a good sign. The big thing for me was that whenever they went off stage after it, did you hear their microphone? I have that as a note. At some point, there was a lot of kind of off-the-record chatter. There was that, and then there was the... Mario and Robbins thing. Yes, yes, yes. Well. Yeah, and um, then there was um, there was Yuman with uh, Miyamoto. Yes, Miyamoto as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the note I have about this specific one, but gone to Naval in terms of the microphone, because I noted down some yeah. of what was said. These, I think, the kind of off mic stuff for these guys. All this, this, this was a positive one. Oh yeah, because this was very much you could just. You could hear how excited they were. Oh, yeah, just like she, nailed it. Yeah, she, yeah, and then you heard him like laughing or whatever. But um, it's good that the fact that we were showing teased this last year, and then now we've got like you know like obviously the whether this is the opening or what of it, and then we saw actual gameplay of it, um, and plus the fact that we had I can never remember his name. The famous dude he came out and he was saying about you know like you can have your art in it. Uh, Joseph Gordon Levitt. Yeah, him. Um, so that wasn't the first celebrity we saw yes. it with Ubisoft, but I think that was good whenever they came out. And one thing that one thing about Ubisoft is that everyone that presents something seems to have their own individual spin, but have they really try to push out their positivity? of things you know it's not very we are bringing out this game you know they all seem to have very bigger than life personalities whenever they're on the stage and i think that's great um because like whenever whenever we get on to that later on to do a miyamoto you know you could hear the guy who's talking to him you know like being very eve gilmo yeah being very positive and things and that's maybe something that comes from the studio but uh, I was impressed with this, and to have pre-alpha gameplay already, again, no release date or anything like that, so it'll just be interesting to see if we do get that next year or this, whatever. This, this, I would suspect, at least a year away still. Uh, so it is, but mind, just because it was pre-alpha gameplay shown mm-hmm. doesn't mean that's still the stage. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they could be you know, in beta or further on. Um, but I really like this. When it debuted last year, I was it piqued my interest. Never, I've never played the first Beyond Good and Evil. Mm-hmm. Um, again, this is another one of those ones that there's been some time between uh, the prospective releases of it. But really like the look of the cinematic trailer in this. And then it was just nice 
to see some gameplay because that is kind of the thing we've stressed up until this point yeah. in E3. We haven't seen a lot of, and this is kind of the moment in E3 where that all changes. Yes. Uh-huh. From this point onwards with E3, we see a considerable amount of gameplay. Oh, yeah, a lot. So we do, and Ubisoft completely nail it on the gameplay front, I feel, uh, in this conference. But yeah, Beyond Good and Evil, top marks for me. Great presentation for that. But you mentioned Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Mm-hmm. Uh, this actually got a little bit of stick online. So really? It is, um, and I was quite surprised by that. But it's the internet, what do you expect? Of course. Uh, not everybody can be happy in the world. <laughs> Just be happy, folks. Enjoy no. your life. Live your life. Oh, no, let's not. Um, of all things to get angry about, Joseph Gordon-Levitt and a bit of art design and music collaboration, you know. But yeah, his thing is uh, called Hit Record. And basically they put out there that they want the fans of Ubisoft, Beyond Good and Evil, to get in touch with them and basically collaborate yeah. on creating the kind of the graffiti for the walls in the game, that sort of stuff. Uh, the actual soundtrack mm-hmm. for the game, which is intriguing. The stick they got was, this is tweets going to Joseph Gordon and Levitt Direct, by the way, was that, oh, so you're just looking stuff for free from people? What? <laughs> you, you, this is the thing. People assume. Mm-hmm. And what does assume do, Chris? It makes an ass out of you and me. Exactly so. And Joseph Gordon-Levitt came out, and of course, he was completely diplomatic and handled it perfect. He says, we maybe could have handled that better. Um, He said it in uh, bluer words than what I did. Mm -hmm. Um, But he said the script was slightly cut back at the last moment. He says, I would have maybe had another minute to explain things a bit more in depth. He says, but the show was so packed we had to dial it back a bit. Yeah. But uh, folks who do actually get involved and you know, submit their records and are asked to collaborate in the game are going to get payment for oh, their work. Okay. So all is good on that front. I mean, so a lot is. of people, though, would be, you know, if you were able to have that as your portfolio and say, like, I have some art in a video game in your portfolio or I have music in a video game, as you can see at the end here, here's my credit, you yes. know, and that's the thing is that they're all going to... People will gurn about anything, you know, like, oh, we're not included in games, and then they're included in games. They're like, oh, we won't pay to be on. It's like, oh, yeah. make up your mind. Um, but from something that really excited me to the next couple of things, it kind of ground to a halt for me. I don't know about you, Chris, but next up we had a guy come on talking about Rainbow Six Siege's community and it being 35 million strong. Um, and I just have in my notes, why is this on here? Why is this on an E3 press conference? This doesn't need to be here. And then, of course, he starts talking about eSports, and I have down here just boring. <laughs> um, I'm just, like, not needed at all. I think it's because Rainbow, <sighs> Rainbow Six, you know, whenever they say they have, like, 25 or 35 million players or whatever, it was like, that's great. But are all these people currently playing it? Or are these people who have dialed into your server because I doubt very much that there's still going to be 25 or 35 million people still playing Rainbow Six. And plus the fact that this is one very much like Destiny. that brought out, you know, like um, one expansion and then brought out another expansion. Uh, and that was something that I was fearing for with The Division. And then that was kind of laid to yes. rest. Um, but yeah, and then they showed that awkward thing of people, you know talking and then I actually fast forwarded over that bit of you know and then it came up you know like such and such esports such and such YouTube streamer and you're like 
At one point, like, I don't, I don't care about this. No. There was far, you know. Yes, it wasn't on there for long, but still, even then, but it that could have too much time. That could have been something that was stripped out, and then put in the post show, and then. But then that's something that your man could have had more time to speak. Yeah, you know, that's something that they could have done because they were talking about. Oh, that was to do with the division. You could have had that after that, you know, because they said we're going to go over and you're going to see thirty minutes of gameplay after, you know, after the show. So why didn't they just have that before that? In order to do this, we're going to talk about some streamers, blah blah blah, and then show that to do Rainbow Six and then segregate on the Tom Clancy. But yes, this just kind of grind things to a bit of a halt for me, and this is maybe why I wasn't as receptive to the next thing. Again, I don't know about you. But we got a guy coming out through the crowd uh, on like a little monkey motorbike. Oh, uh, this guy looked like Evil Knievel. In an Evil Knievel style outfit. Mm. And he got on stage, crashed through a podium, mm. uh, and then was talking about Trials Rising. Biggest Trials game yet, Alan. I lost attention during this, to be brutal. This is the first time we hear the words Nintendo Switch. As well, because they said that this will also come out in the Nintendo Switch, and then said it was like February sixteenth or something. Was it? Uh, February twenty nineteen. Oh, twenty. All oh, right. Okay. So yeah. I was a lot of mine are. I didn't. I just was quickly making my notes. So he I just did. Threw down the he month. did say the the date, but then it came up and it said February twenty nineteen. So I think maybe this is going to be around the same that's time as Anthem period, and that's why they went February because whether they'll push it back or push it forward. Uh, but the, a trials game I wouldn't see as direct competition to Anthem if you're into your that style of a game you're going to get that style of a game uh, so you are yeah, yeah but your money will only stretch so far so it will do that is true and this is the thing I keep making notes of during this press conference and it's where I have to keep giving kudos to Ubisoft during this conference is the fact that yes maybe at this point I was like nah, am I really interested we still again got to see gameplay mm-hmm. off the game so as a gamer, that's what you want to see. You want to see the game go, and you want to see that there's progression. You don't just want to see some sort of cinematic, even if the cinematics are usually quite lovely. Uh, moving on, then, uh, we got quite a bit of time dedicated to The Division 2. Any thoughts on that, Chris? Um, well, obviously, your guy comes out, and then he says about The Division, and he's saying about... This is the one, isn't this the one that has the wee girl with the, the paper plane? Yes, the paper yeah, plane. Did yeah, did you notice one of the t-shirts in the clothesline? The t-shirt had the Ghost Recon. Oh, did it? Did it? And then, because all I could think of was that, was the Mass Effect trailer, whenever the kid has the Normandy. Oh, shirt. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then was running it like that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you, you saw that, you didn't really see that much after that it was just him basically talking and going, yeah. you know like and saying we you know this is going to be a game that we are going to basically have a lot of content for and then said in the first year you're going to have these three chapters and yeah. i was like oh here comes the season pass and then it goes and these are going to be absolutely free and you're like all oh, right okay that's that's I, that was one of the notes i had down here was the free year one dlc um Right way handling things. I think that a lot. Right way handling I think things. a lot of games now are really trying to strip off the season pass thing, you know, because I can't actually remember. It's become last, a bad look. I, I can't really remember the last game that came out. You know, whenever that you saw, um, that was in Sony's thing to do with Destiny and the new expansion for that, and then you're like, that's more money for that game. Yeah. You know, like, and you've already bought the season pass, which is. 30 40 quid and then you have to buy another one but then this is going to be something like a premium 
season pass, which is going to have, once you buy that, then it has all the content that comes yeah. out. So you're going to have two different ones. But I like the fact of this. And then it says that you can um, team up with up to eight players yeah. as well, which is a big thing. And raids are going to be in it as well. So they've got raids into uh, the division quicker than GTA managed to get mm-hmm. like their raids and bank heists into their game. Uh, but yeah, nice cinematic trailer. Um, like you said, that's it's it's quite true that you mentioned it. Kind of shades the Mass Effect thing where she just throws the paper plane, and then everything is gone to absolute mm. hell outside of this kind of little sanctuary that she's in. The free DLC is key. That that gets huge brownie points. Uh, uh you know, in the gaming community, um, and they did a whole load of gameplay post show. It was late when I was watching this, so I haven't no, watched I that. I didn't watch it just because, yet because we had basically talked about this at Microsoft's, and you know that's when yeah. we saw like the scripted stuff but, there. But we still got um, more gameplay at the tail end of that as well. So not only had they shown us the extended gameplay at Xbox, they gave us uh, a gameplay trailer, um, more so in that uh, it was trailer style, but it was actually still in game footage. And I just have down here at the end, uh, definitely pushing this very hard. Yeah, I think this is, seems to be another one that, with Rainbow Six kind of, you know, not as popular. Obviously, it still has a lot of players, but this is kind of their segregation into that was kind of, you know, there's Rainbow Six for existing players, and then there's the Division 2. And obviously, with the first Division being added to the Xbox Game Pass, then some people may play that to see what they think before they go and get the second one. Yep. And this isn't crazy far away in terms of 2019. Uh, it's out on the 15th of March. So it's just a few weeks after the... Everything uh, else. The madness that is February. So it should do all right in that time slot. So it should. And then next up, Chris, uh, this is where we got uh, more off mic stuff mm-hmm. coming up. Because as I have the note down here saying so much off mic stuff uh and this is this is one that was a wee bit you were like mm, there's a bit of there's, there's a bit of with, annoyance this is something to do with the entrance or something yeah wasn't it's, it? what i caught was i'm sorry they changed your entrance entrance and then the guy replied saying they change it every day so obviously this show's been getting that's just for a couple of days that's whenever they were bringing all the stuff on and because he, he he's just kind of awkwardly there no 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 because they were bringing the stuff on and whenever he came on the guy walked in front of him and he had to walk around him yeah that's why it, it, it was, was a bit that. awkward um this this is again where my uh loyalties and heart get kind of uh pulled here a bit because looking at this segment again i don't see much point for this segment no because this Mario Rabbids Donkey Kong adventure is already announced. Yeah. It's been announced for a while. Yeah. They announced that last year, so they did. Exactly. Not too long after Mario Rabbids was released, if no. I remember right. So with my sensible head on, I'm like, why is this here? This is a bit of a waste of time and stuff. But then my Donkey Kong head goes mm-hmm. on and I'm like, let me hear Donkey Kongy music. Yeah. Played live at, a, at an E3 event. Yeah, cool. Um looks neat Mario Rabbids is still one I haven't picked up yet and I might do down the line but there's plenty of Switch titles I'll probably want to play first yeah um, which we'll no doubt talk about uh, when we do our Nintendo episode later today 
Uh, any feelings towards Mario Rabbit's Donkey Kong Adventures? Again, like you, it's one that I'd be meaning to play because it won, like, you know, BAFTA for, you know, strategy game of the year and things like that. So it is, it is a popular game, but I think, I think for me, you know, like, it's not a Mario game that I kind of, Mario Odyssey was one that kind of surpassed this. Yeah. And this may be a title that I borrow from work at some stage and play. But like you say, like there's even another title that we'll get onto in a minute or two that I was kind of, hmm, would I want to play that because yeah. of the content? I was like, hmm. Yeah. You're, uh, it's probably the same as me. I know probably what you're talking about. Um, but this is, it's probably the sort of game, Mario Rabbits is probably the sort of game I would be more inclined to play if there was like, a Nintendo Game Pass, yeah, that you could pay money a month, but have access to all the <coughs> current uh, games, yeah, by Nintendo. Uh, but it's one either you know you'll look in the the discount, not the discount bin because it's a Nintendo <laughs> game. It's never going to end up in the discount bin for like a vertical on offer. It's another five like half price, yeah, sort of half whatever. price offer. So it's because that style of game isn't really my thing, but I'm intrigued by the rabbits and Mario concept of it all. But it's out on the twenty sixth of June, so it's only a few weeks away really uh after that we got um a game that i'm extremely torn on i adored uh the pirate on the water stuff from uh assassin's creed black flag and assassin's creed 3 before that they were some of my absolute favorite parts of those games and it obviously was the same for a heck of a lot of other people that Ubisoft felt the need that, right, we have a market here, let's go and develop our own pirate game in Skull and Bones. The only thing again is, and I, everybody will have picked this up already from our last couple of episodes, is my concern is the online part of it. Yeah. And I'm like, I love the idea of a full-blown pirate game and what they showed was superb. I really loved what they showed. Um, the whole idea of, right, okay... Let's use a bit of strategy. Let's be sneaky. Let's put up fake sails to get past this fort to get over to this ship to get its bounty and yada, yada, yada. Um, but then, okay, oh, well, here's a big ship now coming after you because you've went and stole that stuff. Yeah. But you really need help to tackle it. That's them when other people online come from. But if they aren't your actual mates, mm-hmm. they can then turn on you and basically empty you and take your take your stuff which yes you have to hold your hands up and admit that's piracy yeah you know so i get the premise but it's again i would like this to be able to still be strongly played on your own i think after the huge flop that sea of thieves was and then they're doing this whether ubisoft are thinking we can do what sea of thieves did because it's sea of thieves skull and bones you know so it's something and something um but whether they've taken longer, this has been in development longer, because I think this was teased last year. Yes, this was. It, this got a bit of a cinematic last year, yeah. so a bit like Beyond Beyond Good and Evil. Yeah, so with this, whether they're trying to just take their own spin on it, but is this going to be one that really appeals to the masses? Or the masts? <laughs> you know, it's not something that would go straight up my flagpole. for me to buy you know it's one that I would go like alright okay well that looks neat but it's no it's not something that I would rush out and go like oh my god I really want to play that you know because it's 
it's there and it's it's fine but you know it's good that they're making new ips and this is what this is yeah. you know like and you know kudos for them for trying but it just depends on how heavily it relies online and how the servers are yeah. as well with that it. Is, that is my main concern is the online element you know how much single player is there to it how much story is there to it they seem to hint at a bit of story but you didn't see much of it so that's that is my main concern is is it going to be like 80 percent focused on online maybe 20 percent on a single player story if you were able to give me a story strong enough like an assassin's creed mm-hmm. but with pirates yeah cool i'm in you know here's my money first you know first day of release but if this is going to heavily focus online, I will probably very much hold off oh, and yeah. wait until it's on offer. After the flop that they had with For Honor and how the servers of that were knackered before it even started, you know, you're thinking if you're going to rely on your own things, I don't know how it's going to work, but yeah. time will tell, I suppose. And that's going to be released in 2019. No official proper date as yet. After that, we had, as you mentioned, another celebrity appeared. Stinking fat hobbits. <laughs> uh, Mr. Elijah Wood came on because this game, I think, was teased last year. Yes, it was. Yeah. Is Transference a virtual reality experience? I think it's basically involving, like, you ending up in somebody else's mind or something like that and having to fight your way out yeah it seems to be because they have their own video film studio this is kind of the other guy was saying you know like this is bringing a film studio into the video game world and that kind of thing so i think this is going to be not to say this but um with the that horrible game night trap that came out years upon years ago okay but this seems to be that current version of that where it's going to be all live actors so maybe this is going to be like put in better perspective like a telltale game but you're going to have live action there you know for you to choose yeah. from with you on the vr but it looked interesting to be honest with you whenever he came out he kind of fluffed his lines a bit and it was like oh no and then carried <laughs> on going and like oh it's, I, I don't blame him to be honest though for fluffing his lines because when you actually see the camera shots like the the Q screens are yeah. like way at the back yeah. of or the, they're like over to the left of the theater stuff. that yeah. they're in, and it's just like I'd probably struggle to get that. Mind it maybe looks smaller when it's on camera or whatever, yeah. but uh, hey, it just shows we're not all perfect, mm-hmm. even with a Q screen. But uh, yeah, don't have VR, so not going to be able to play this. If I had VR, it probably would be something I'd consider. But it's out uh, the fall of this year. So it is. Now, I'm going to ask you something, Chris. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned it last night uh, when we were recording that you said, oh, I've seen something. Well, it was actually probably just after we finished recording the Xbox for the second time. Uh, you said about Ubisoft, oh, I think I've just seen something that you'll like. Mm-hmm, yeah. And I was like, don't tell me, don't tell me. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me guess, is it linked to uh, Starlink Battle for Atlas at all? Yeah, it is, kind of, yeah. Is it linked to a certain Nintendo franchise at all? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, th- this made me smile so much. Just probably whenever you heard that. Yeah. Whenever Because I was like, because it was late. So uh-huh. obviously by this time, we're about what now? We're about mm, heading into the third quarter of this conference. 
and it's sort of around uh, midnight now and I'm getting dead tired because of course from recording twice I know we're harping on about that sorry folks uh, you can't help but mention it but I was watching this Starlink trailer and it was liking everything I was seeing I do think this was shown before as well it was I think that's maybe they, the one thing you can kind of mark Ubisoft they, down for they, this year they did show that last year because then they said about that with the Joy-Con thing that the ships would go in the yes, middle of it and then you it. had like the PlayStation controller and it was in the middle of that that is my one concern with this game this seems to be like a toys to life kind of thing and will this or like be Skylanders style yeah, stuff yeah, yeah but there's where this is going to be something that they bring whether this could be something that you just need to buy one for you know or where this is it going to yeah, be like a that's, current that's amiibo see kind if, of thing see if I only have to buy like one thing if mm-hmm. you can get one ship and that's it I'll probably buy the game yeah because looking at what I saw intrigues me a uh, space game with a nice bit of story, different art style, that sort of stuff. Cool, I'm down for that. It's the toys I have my concern. But yes, back to Nintendo and that all this. But I was sitting there, it was getting late, and one of the characters is in their spaceship, and they're like, "I need help." You know, can anybody mm-hmm. hear me? You know, I'm in distress, and their screens kind of crackling up and yeah. all, and you just hear, as you kind of said, that me 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 me, and I was like. No. I was like, no, 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 no. I was like, I'm not hearing that. Am I? You know, I was like, surely it actually isn't that. Yeah. I just thought it was them doing a sound effect. And I was like, that's too perfect not to be. And then you just see this shot of like an up-close shot of like the jacket. Yeah, I was wondering what that was. The front it's of the jacket. At, at the start And of as it. soon as I saw the jacket, I was like, oh my Lord, it actually is. And then the d- quick change the shot and then it's the Star Fox logo on the shoulder yeah. of the jacket and I was like oh my lord so I actually had to rewind it and watch <laughs> it again just to hear the wee meep, 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 you know noises and I was like oh, brilliant superb so yes I'm not going to say the coup out of all this but the nice little exclusive that comes out of this game is if you uh, I don't know if it's pre-order on Switch but or just get it on Switch no, I, think just, I think it's exclusive it will be exclusive to Switch very much like with Skylanders with uh, Nintendo, you could only get Bowser and Donkey Kong if you were playing on Nintendo. But yes, uh, the exclusive is that Star Fox. Uh, now, I don't know if it's just Fox or if it's the entire crew of Star Fox. No, it will be because the guy says that he'd wanted to invite Star Fox and his crew into um, the into the game. All right. So, so it'll that, be that like, because then you heard if you listen to it again, you heard that. And then you heard Pepe's higher yes, one. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, this is really neat. And as you mentioned, Miyamoto got kind of yeah. called out in the crowd, not in a bad way. And they exchanged a little Arwing uh, figurine mm-hmm. that is obviously going to be available for purchase for uh, the Nintendo version of the game. So I'm all for this. Uh, looking forward to seeing more about it. And this comes and out relatively yeah, soon. Like it's this. out on the 16th of October of this year, so, so that's not again, too far away at all. That's again like a couple of days after Tomb Raider. Oh no, yep. that's September, sorry. So it's out a couple of days before Red Dead. Yeah, but again we saw gameplay. Yep. So mm-hmm. like Ubisoft doing fantastic on the gameplay front. And after Starlink, we had For Honor. I don't get this. 
I just don't get this because For Honor, the first one was hyped and hyped and hyped and came out and did nothing. And like I said earlier on, with the servers being banjaxed and all, and I don't know if this was a sequel to For Honor or if this is an expansion for For Honor, because For Honor already had like a 33 point season pass from what yeah. I remember. Um, so well what was exactly announced by the guy on stage again I felt this wasn't necessary at all because it's an already released game you know make a nice announcement by all means and post it online but I don't feel it really needed to be a part of an E3 conference but what it was about is that they announced a free starter edition so how much you actually get in that I don't really know um, is free until the 18th of June but it's PC only Oh, right. Okay. So I don't see that getting taken up by many people. If it, if you turn around and said starter edition for all consoles, uh, you maybe would have got a bit more interest. I would have probably downloaded it, because it's definitely not my sort of game, but I would have given it a try for free. Mm-hmm. But um, starter edition, and then they showed that there is a DLC called Marching Fire, which seems to add in some more sort of time periods and warriors to the uh, to the game. But it is, as you say, For Honor, I think, really stumbled Yeah. Um, for a number of reasons. I think, again, it was one of those ones that, with Ubisoft, a lot of the times you get a game looks amazing mm-hmm. you know, at the beginning. But then when you start to hear more and more about it, you're like, mm, you know, I'm not too sure about that. But yeah, that DLC is out. On the 16th of October. And here's another game that really didn't need to be, in my opinion, on this. And that is The Crew. Oh, and that's out, like, in a matter of weeks. End of the month. Yeah. End of June. Yeah. Um, showed another gameplay style trailer. I found it odd that it wasn't exactly gameplay. It said in-engine. Yeah. But like, you didn't, like representative of yeah but you didn't see somebody racing against somebody else or whatever or you doing whatever you have to do in the crew game yeah you didn't see somebody talking about that again that's something that they could have had people do instead of talking about you know talking about an upcoming game rather than talking a game that's already out like Rainbow Six or like For Honor but but yeah I didn't think this needed someone to actually come out on stage yeah and talk about it. now I know their reason was because they announced that there's a, a beta on the 21st, so about a week or so before it comes out. What is the point in that? But even, but even <coughs> instead of taking the time to write somebody go out on stage, I don't know, there was something about the girl's voice that kind of irritated me as well, I don't know. But you could have just kind of played this as a quick kind of advert. Yeah. Without pushing somebody out onto the stage or whatever. But yeah, Crew 2 is coming out. Um, I don't think it's going to be as successful maybe as the first Crew. No, I don't think so. So it isn't. I don't see this being a franchise. That but having said that, having said that, uh, come to think of it, after EA's conference, we never got any mention about a new Need for Speed. That's true, actually. So whether it may do a bit more business because there is no Need for Speed, and then you know, like if you're on PlayStation, apart from this, you don't have any other real driving game mm-hmm. that's going to be out this year that we've been told about. So, yep, yep. Um, but of course, we're into the the final furlong of the Ubisoft conference, and if there was any game they were going to round out this conference with, it was indeed going to be Assassin's Creed Odyssey. And 
As suspected, this game has been in development for a few years, so Ubisoft have been doing what they do in terms of their Assassin's Creed games, in that uh, their different studios are kind of concurrently in development of the game, so we're obviously back <coughs> to the uh, yearly release schedule yeah. for Assassin's Creed. They took their couple of years to build up the new engine and style and things like that. And then they brought out uh, Origins last year, and then this year we're going to have Odyssey out on the 5th of October, which is, I think, a wee bit earlier by Assassin's Creed standards. No, normally November time for Late that. October, early November. So again, it's getting out ahead of the other big guns yeah. that are coming out at the tail <clears> end of the month and into November, so it is, which is is smart by their standards. But I think there is actually a lot to take away from this Assassin's Creed. Now, of course, I'm the bigger Assassin's Creed guy than you would be by, yeah. you know, by no stretch but at e all. Even with the video of this, it looked uh, like I thought this was a totally different game whenever they first showed the video of it. Right. It looked something completely different. And then I was like, all right, what is this? And then it came up Assassin's and I was like, all right. So it, it seems to, you know, like... Like they've like with other things, they've seemed to have reinvented this one. Yeah. So this looked very different because I know with like the last one that you had like the Hawkeye thing that you could use, you know, so you could actually see where things are and all. So I haven't played like any of the recent ones. I think the first and second one were probably the only ones that I played. Um, they're not my kind of game. I never played like Watch Dogs, but I understand that they're very, very popular. Yeah, you know. So um, and there, it's it's a game franchise that is very much transitioning. Yeah, it's gone from stealth to slowly creeping in a bit more story, and then with Origins creeping in, going more on the story front again. But a change up in like the uh, controls and dynamics of the game. So instead of basically it being, oh well, the, all the enemies queue up and attack you one at a time. So it's counter stab, mm -hmm. counter stab. They went to the more sort of lock on to your enemy and then have kind of free movement bouncing about the battlefield and then timing your shots and blocking your shots and things like that as well. Which I'll admit took me a while to get used to. Mm -hmm. But once I got used to it, I found it more, you know, something you can invest in a bit more. So you could, whereas with the earlier Assassin's Creed, where it was sort of, oh, well, they're going to come at me one at a time. Yeah. You got into this sort of, it was almost like a dance game rhythm sort of thing. It was like, triangle, X, triangle, X, triangle, X, you know, that sort of thing. <coughs> um, but yeah, there's, again, some more kind of changes and moves are being made by this game so it's the first assassin's creed game that we're going to actively be able to choose male or female protagonist okay which is neat mm -hmm. um how much that alters the story don't really know yet because still early days but also we're definitely heading more into the rpg realm here by uh having kind of like bioware-esque multiple choice answers okay for your conversations and and this is interesting now and this this shows you where things are going because it was announced obviously um well not announced as such but discussed uh when there was interviews for anthem there over the weekend after it was you know some more of it was shown at uh e3 that in anthem there will be no romances at all there will be improving friendships yeah but there'll be nothing of what 
Bioware fans are used to in okay. that if there's that one character you really really like you can take the relationship to the next level and become really invested in them um, Assassin's Creed's going to have romance stories right? in it so if there's a certain character that you particularly like obviously I would suspect that they have to be a reasonably important character to the story yes yeah because you're not just going to walk up to some rando on the street and go here love what's the crack you know um because they're obviously not going to have put the time and money into you know developing the story for that character but it is just very interesting to see Ubisoft and Assassin's Creed heading in that sort of RPG Witcher BioWare style game yet BioWare is heading the completely direction. opposite direction you know it's it is just very weird um one thing I'm going to say, and I don't know whether you kind of noticed this or whether it was my stream at the time. It might be my stream. And I know it's a while until the game comes out yet. Did you feel that the mouth movement was up to scratch when the <coughs> characters were talking? I felt that it was maybe a wee bit dodgy and they weren't 100% there to, yet. To be it. honest, because this was Assassin's Creed, I kind of had either tuned off or tuned out at this moment. Mm-hmm. So I knew some of it, but whenever the gameplay and everything started or whatever, yeah. I didn't see anything It was, like it was the one thing that kind of jumped out at me in a negative when it comes to what they showed us, and they showed us a lot. Um, but I would like to think by the time the game's out that any mouth movement, if it was indeed uh, not my stream is kind of sorted out by the time the game comes out but beautiful looking game chris though mm-hmm. um they always are though yeah. if they can get the graphics right on certain things <laughs> like faces and stuff but it does look based on screenshots that have come out that it's going to be again a bit more water based in that it looks like it's going <clears> to be a whole bunch of islands and then the main uh land of greece mm-hmm. are going to be involved in it what I find odd is it looked like when Origins came out that it was going to be a trilogy based in that time period. Yeah. Because spoilers for Assassin's Creed Origins, like 10 seconds, folks, don't worry. Um, Assassin's Creed Origins, one of the characters goes to like Italy and that general sort of Greek ar- archipelago. Okay. So... The rumours of it being Greece as the next game have been around for a bit. So mm-hmm. everybody kind of assumed, oh right, it's going to be a continuation of the story, a bit like Ezio's trilogy. Yeah. But they came out and explained in this, oh no, this is actually another couple of hundred years before Origins. Yes. Right. But Origins, Origins was bigged up as this is the beginning of the Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. This is where it started. So how are we going back even further? What's what's going to be the connective tissue here mm-hmm. to get us back to origins and so on? So it's it's a bit weird what they're doing there. But yes, I think it looks good. <clears throat> I'm an Assassin's Creed guy, so I'll be picking it up when it comes out in October. But yeah, gets the thumbs up for me. But that is the Ubisoft conference as a whole. What did you think, Chris, overall, when it comes to it? Um, well, certainly, like you said, there was a lot more um, gameplay of stuff. So the majority of games that they showed, there was some element of gameplay there, 
which was great to see. Um, I found that the people who came on stage were very enthusiastic about the product. Um, it wasn't a case of they were very, um, you know, they were very bland or here's a game we've made or, you know, even the guy came on who was on the motorbike, you know, that was still something silly but something different and that's what Ubisoft seemed to do. Yep. So there was a lot of games like that, Star, uh, Star Fox being linked to Starlink, no pun intended, was a big shock, yeah. you know, like not something you saw coming. There's um, obviously serious connections now between Ubisoft and Nintendo yeah, going forward. Yeah, well, there must be, yeah. Um, but for me, if I was to give it a grade, I'd probably give it a C-. Um, Ooh. It was good, but there were, for me, there wasn't a lot of games that I was like, I'm oh, really interested yeah. in. I'm really interested in. There was games like Starlink I would probably get for my Switch because yeah. of the Star Fox franchise. But then I'm not interested in the division or Rainbow Six or Assassin's Creed, so yeah. for me it was good, but it was good, but could do better. Got you. you know, to a certain degree. Chris is being very harsh on this E3. We've had a D, we've had an F, but at least now we've progressed up into the C bracket with yeah. a C minus. I didn't enjoy um, it, but at no stage was I sitting there going, "This has gone on far too long." You well, know, that's that's part of the battle, isn't it? Um, I'm going to be in agreement with you in some shape or form. And that is with the minus, but mine's going to be a B minus. Okay. So, um, so you know, we're both, if you ever average it out, you're probably talking a C between the two of us then. Mm -hmm. So you would have a score. I've always been, you know, into plenty of what Ubisoft do. Now, yes, I'm not into the division and things like that, but like looking through this, the list here of what was on here, Beyond Good and Evil 2, I'm interested in. Um... Rainbow Six was a down, Trials Rising was a down, uh, Division 2, even though it might not be my thing, I still think everything looked good and they handled it well, even though it went on for just a wee while. Mario and Rabbits, I'm positive for that, it'll be something I'll pick up eventually down the line. Skull and Bones, even though I have my reservations, it's again a game I probably will end up picking up down the line. So you can see as we're going on here, I'm fairly interested in the reasonable amount yeah. of stuff that was on this show. Starlink again, yep, I'm interested in that. Not so much for Honor or the Crew 2, but then Assassin's Creed. So there's probably four or five key things out of this conference that I'll either be picking up at launch mm -hmm. or down the line. So that's how I end up at a B-. minus. Those little things like the Trial Rising and the throwing in the Rainbow Six Siege yeah. stuff and the For Honor stuff that I felt wasn't necessary is what dragged it down to that. But, everybody, that is it for this Ubisoft summary and discussion uh, for E3 2018. We hope you've enjoyed it. If you have any opinions of uh, E3 2018, we'd love to hear them. You can get in contact with us, or just about anything in general, to be totally honest, um, that you'd like to hear on the show, see on the show. Well, not see on the show, but you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying. Uh, you can contact us on Twitter at RetroShockPod. I'm at Alan GW Price. He's at Vento316. And we will talk to you very shortly for our discussion of the Sony PlayStation Conference. <laughs> <laughs>